With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome into this edition of the Steelers Fix Podcast. My name is Jeremy Betts. I am joined by Andrew Wilbar, as always, here on The Fix. We're going to talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, usually we're breaking things down based on uh, roster development and, uh, you know, a look ahead towards the draft and everything like that, player management, if you will. But we're going to forego that this time and we're going to go a little futuristic prediction, predicting time here okay we're gonna go back to what we predicted from the beginning of the season um and we're gonna update those predictions for you for the playoffs and for uh how that field will will go but andrew before we get into that here we need to have a a a heart to heart uh, about our pittsburgh steelers And, and we need to just we need to touch base with with our listeners here about how we're feeling about the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm going to open it up. Welcome in, Andrew Wilbar, to the Steelers Fix. How are you today? And what is your current state of the Steelers and state of Andrew Wilbar, the fan of the Steelers? I'm doing well, and it is good to have you back on the show. It is much easier doing it when you have somebody else on the show as opposed to yourself. So I'm very glad that you are back this week. Um, As it pertains to the Steelers, I'm speechless. I really am. I, I don't know really what to do at this point. We're we're literally watching exactly what we expected unfold before our eyes. It's going to be the nine and eight season. We know it's going to happen. We're going to miss the playoffs or barely make it and get killed first round. You can sense it right now. Yeah. The issue is not just the, 
The issue is not just the quarterback. There were times during the game where Mitch Trubisky made bad decisions and he didn't look good. And then there were, he had a drive or two in there that looked good. It's, it's, it's just frustrating because this entire firing of Matt Canada was predicated most likely on seeing more from Kenny Pickett and seeing if he can be a different quarterback in a, not necessarily a new look offense, but a newly designed, a fresh, a fresh look offense for built for a temporary window. And we may never get to see that. If we do, we may see it for yeah. maybe a week, maybe two at the end of the year. And that's it. That's honestly the biggest thing right now for the Steelers playoffs aside. Steelers aren't winning a Super Bowl this year. I think we all understand that you have to just see what you can get out of Kenny Pickett. I, you don't want to rush him back, but at the same time, you've got to figure out whether you're going to or not. We talked about last week on the show, potential options that Kenny Pickett may be the best option still available out of all the ones available. But if there is a quarterback you like in the draft, I mean, we're talking potentially seven quarterbacks that could go in the first round this year just because of the need. If there's one that you like, you got to consider pulling the trigger. And if not, you know, you have to decide if you truly want to invest in Kenny long term. They really need to get some answers at the end of this year. They absolutely do. Um, I was just doing the Steelers Sunday night Q&A with uh, Shannon, and we were talking about the Steelers quarterback situation. And I mean, if you're if you're looking at at this from what should happen, the the Steelers absolutely should be in the market for a quarterback this offseason. If you're talking about what will happen, however, uh, it, that's a completely different story. As we've all seen, the the Steelers don't do things the the way the fans want them to most of the time. And I think that's why we were so surprised that the draft this last offseason went so according to our chalk of, of what we wanted for the Steelers. Cause it's like, okay, this never happens. What is going on here? Um, maybe Omar Khan thinks a little bit more like the fans, but uh, Art Rooney, the, the, the second does not. No. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and, and Mike Tomlin, I don't know. There's an argument to be made that, um, you know, he's not calling all the shots, but also he's the head coach and you got to work with what you, what you've got and everything. And uh, I don't think he always does that to the best of his ability as well. Um, so, you know, there, there's just so much, so much wrong with this team. And there, there, when you talk about an organization as big as an NFL team, and you're talking contributors uh, in the hundreds to this organization, there's, there's a lot of variables as to why it's not working. So, putting your finger on any one reason is not going to not going to work well for you. You've got to be open-minded to a variety of things. And that's why I say there's just so much wrong with them that I don't know, Andrew, I was, I was hoping that we'd be a little further ahead than, than where we are at this point, this, this season, because I really thought 2024 was going to be the shot. If, if your quarterback was, was the guy and uh, you know, your offensive players really started around into form but it's just not there. And so I think you, you push back this rebuild, if you will, after the Roethlisberger era is, is come and gone. Um, I think you push back this rebuild into 2024. And I don't know if they're going to be a contender then either. They might be a, um, a contender to win a playoff game next year. I don't think they're that this year. Um, but still, I just think that the state of this Steelers and the state of my fandom are kind of in the same place as like, uh, this this season is a lost cause for contending for a Super Bowl. What are the good things that we can find out of it 
Um, I think the best thing we might find out of it is that Mike Tomlin might actually win an argument with Art Rooney saying we can't keep paying nothing for coaches and expecting uh, top level results because I don't know if you agree with this, but I think that 21st century NFL is a coach driven league. It's schematics. It's how you uh, rebound. It's how you make adjustments. And when you don't have the guys that can do that, who have, who have been experienced in that and who are creative in that area, when you don't pay for that, you're going to get a bad product on the field these days. I agree. And when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, I, I, I'm not saying Terrell Austin has been everything that I expected him to be on the defensive side, but for the most part, the Steelers issues aren't on the defensive side of the football. They've had injuries at linebacker. The yes. secondary is starting to look better now that Joey Porter Jr. has become the prominent corner on the field. Everyone else has improved because of that. We've seen Trenton Thompson play well. Minka's back. The secondary looks to be a little bit better. It's really just the linebacker that's holding this defense back. You got to start asking, are the Steelers, If assuming the Steelers do decide to just hold on to Ter- Terrell Austin, what do they else do they need to do on the coaching staff? We've already talked about offensive coordinator. There's got to be a change there, uh, not just the in-house ones that are there. Offensive line coach, I think we kind of agree that you got to at least consider something there. And then you also have uh, – you got to put some consideration to even the running backs and maybe positional linebackers coach. I know Olsovsky was surprised to see him go, but at the same time, there was a lot of mediocrity at linebacker when he was there outside of the time that he had Ryan Shazier. So the Steelers – Mike Tomlin has to be able to to either develop a good assistant coach – Maybe the reason he can't develop a good assistant coach is because he's not an elite coach that can develop assistant coaches. You see guys like Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan pumping out all these great offensive minds all the time. And you wonder, you know, why is that? Maybe it's because they're an elite mind themselves, not just a good mind that knows enough to win games, but enough to win championships and actually be creative enough to develop their own schemes. Mike Tomlin's not that guy. And I, you got to ask yourself how – how long do you give Mike Tomlin at this point? I know we talk about every offseason, but what what when will the point come that if you're not if you can't hire good staff, at some point that responsibility has to just fall on the coach himself. Yeah, I mean, there's again, blame to go around. <laughs> you know, there's a lot wrong and that's again why I'm starting to feel like this offseason is going to be a stepping stone to where you want to be as opposed to add the finishing pieces of where you want to be now again some things could swing very heavily in in the right direction here a new offensive coordinator that unlocks the potential of some of these guys on offense Kenny Pickett being one of those guys he has to be one of those guys if, if the Steelers are going to succeed um you know I, I think the the best the best news right now with everything kind of falling apart still on offense is that there's no way that they could in good conscience move forward with Eddie Faulkner and, and Mike Sullivan as the options on offense next year. So you have to bring in somebody new. And when you do that, you've got to bring in somebody who's been there, done that. I've been saying, we've been saying it together on this show, somebody who has experienced leading successful offenses and not just the upstart from college, football that you think might work um not just the guy that's been in house 
go out and get somebody else. And if you do that, then maybe you can really swing a big time play for this offense and be so much better that you just jump the ranks that quickly. Because again, a better, better injury luck at linebacker this year for the Steelers, better injury luck along that entire spine of the defense where you're not missing Cam Hayward for eight games and where you're not missing Mickey Fitzpatrick for four games and where you've got continuity there where you, you know, these guys have been playing together. Maybe you don't give up so many yards um, and maybe you're a little bit better on defense. But the other thing is that the Steelers are going to have to spend a boatload of cash this offseason if they want 2024 to be a Super Bowl caliber type season. And whether they do that or not under Omar Khan remains to be seen. We saw it is just his first offseason ever last year handling everything. This is his second one. He's got a, another year under his belt. I would I would expect them to spend a good bit of money. I would expect them to be very active this year, but they're going to have to be one of the most active players in free agency this offseason, and they're going to have to nail their draft class, maybe that being a quarterback as well, for this to jump to where we were hoping it was going to be 2024. Again, a lot of variables to reach that goal. I don't know if it's possible, Andrew. What do you think to wrap up our state of the Steelers before we get to the second half of the show and our predictions for the rest of the year. I was going to ask you, what would you prefer in the draft? We're going just by the two positions that don't have a whole lot of first round prospects that are both needs for the Steelers center and linebacker. If yeah. you had to choose between Cedric Van Prawn and Jeremiah Trotter jr. Which one are you taking? Van Prawn taking Van Prawn. I'm, I'm shoring up that offensive line and I'm worrying about linebacker a little bit later, maybe taking a height, weight, speed prospect in the second or third round, something along those lines and, and going from there, as opposed to maybe the guy that we all believe is going to be a really good linebacker. Let me ask you this um, kind of based on that, the Clemson linebackers the last two years now, um, the one the Ravens picked up, uh, remind me his, yeah, Trenton Simpson or Jeremiah Trotter, which one are you going to have graded higher? Uh, as Jeremiah Trotter as Jr. Unless are, something okay. like drastically changes during the draft process. Trotter Jr., I should have – I would be surprised if I don't have a first-round pick on him if he tests as well as I think he does. The late, lowest would be yeah. a second. I think I ended up having – when all of a sudden, I think I had a late second on Trenton Simpson, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely – I mean, Simpson has all the talent in the world, but Trotter has the talent and the pedigree, and he has a little bit better awareness overall. He just needs to add a little bit more weight. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be a big decision, and that's why I I also say the Steelers probably aren't drafting a quarterback in the first round because no. they have so many other needs. Um, but w- let me throw out another scenario for you real quick too, since we're talking about uh, state of the Steelers here. Um, ride with Kenny Pickett uh, under a new offensive coordinator in year three. All right, and and draft a center and a, and a linebacker with your first two picks. Or give up those first two picks for Justin Fields and have Justin Fields and a new offensive coordinator running your football or running your offense in 2024. Why do you have to ask such tough questions? Because then you don't get to make I, those picks. That's the thing. Steelers fans are like, go get go get uh Justin Fields, go trade for somebody and bring him in over Kenny Pickett and and just fill out the roster. You have two less picks, you have less picks to do that with if you're gonna go out there or you're gonna spend $40 million on Kirk. No, you're not going to do that. No. <laughs> right. So which one, Andrew, what do you got? What are you going to pick here? 
See, I think the Steelers could get fields for just the first right now. That's what I okay. think. I, if that comes down to that, I think I would do that because you could still get one of those with a mid-second. But both of them, first and second, that's tough. I think you just stick with what you have. New offensive yeah. coordinator, hope that Kenny can take that leap, and then worst-case scenario, you're looking at 2025 quarterbacks, which it's too early to tell what you're going to get in that class. I mean, it's yeah. kind of too early to tell what this class truly is. I mean, I, if the, if the, where the Steelers are picking, the best they're probably going to do would be, a, say, a Jaden Daniels. And like we talked about on the show last week, Jaden Daniels is pretty much Justin Fields, except a lesser developed Justin Fields. Yeah. So you exactly. might as well take Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the Bears might be willing to part with him for less because they already are going to own the first overall pick and another top 10-ish top 15 ish pick in the draft. So maybe they're a little less greedy and they just want to get them out the door and start fresh. Who knows? The Steelers probably won't go that route anyway. So why spend a lot of time talking about it? Let's get on to our predictions in the second half of the show here. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's going to be Andrew Wilbar and myself predicting the playoff field and who's going to walk out of the 2023 NFL season with the Lombardi trophy. We've already said the Steelers aren't going to be walking out with the Lombardi do either of us have them making the playoffs? Stay tuned to the Steelers Fix to find out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to the Steelers Fix podcast. It's Jeremy Betts and Andrew Wilbar with you here. 
We're going to run down our AFC and NFC playoff fields and uh, talk about who's going to who's going to end up hoisting the Lombardi trophy at the end of this season. Andrew, let's start in let's start in the NFC, all right? Um so, and we'll save the Steelers for last here. Um the Steelers division or conference anyway. Let's talk about the division winners in, in the NFC. Um, run, run them down for us who you got for the four division winners. And I will then, uh, counter with, with mine. We may agree on all of them. We'll see. What Did you, you say the AFC or the NFC? I apologize. NFC, the national NFC. football conference. Yep. Yes. I'm hurts me to say it. I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys yep. is the winner in, uh, the East in the West. I'm going 49ers lions. And then four is so tough in this division you can't figure this division out i my gut is telling me the saints are gonna find a way to pull it out i'm gonna oh. say the saints okay okay so so you went okay let's i'm sorry i got distracted by uh in the middle there you you went cowboys and then you went niners and then you went uh who was the who was the Cowboys, Niners, uh, Lions, and Saints? North. Okay, yeah, that's right. Cowboys, Niners, Lions, and Saints. So I've got um, two different ones here. Okay, um, and it's crazy because the, the Cowboys are, are, you know, when you hear this, it's most likely that they've won Sunday Night Football against the Eagles because they're winning pretty heavily right now. But that's when we're recording this is in the middle of Sunday Night Football. I'm still going to say that the Eagles win the NFC East because of the conference record and the Eagles and Cowboys will split. Um, and I don't see the, the, the Eagles losing another conference game the rest of the, of the year. So I think they're going to end up with the same record in, in when it's all said and done, but I think that they're going to end up uh, owning the tiebreaker over the Cowboys and still getting um, the NFC East. When, but I think the 49ers um, definitely continue to run away with that division. Um, the Rams aren't going to catch them after their loss today. Uh, and, and so they, they're going to win that division. Uh, the Lions are going to hold on, I think. They're going to hold on, and it's going to be barely because the Packers are surging. They're coming for it. The Packers are coming for the NFC North title. I don't know. I, I wanted to pick the Packers in this situation, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go Lions here. And then uh, lastly, I am going with the Atlanta Falcons. I know they just lost to Tampa Bay, um, and I know the, the Saints just won, and it's all tied up. But Falcons versus Saints, last game of the season, and I'm going to go with the Falcons winning that game and taking the division crown with it um, and, and earning that. So I think the Falcons make – uh, the playoffs as the NFC uh, South can't say NFC least anymore for the bad division in the NFC, because that used to be the East where they were just all bad. Now it's the South. They all stink. So I'm going to go with uh, Eagles, Niners, Lions, and Falcons as my, as my division wow. winners in the NFC. So yeah, man, that's, that's what I'm doing here. And I'm, I'm very interested to see where you go in the wild card because there are a ton of teams vying for this wild card spot or for these three wild card spots. But shoot, go ahead. Honestly, if you're going by the way teams are playing right now, you can make a strong argument the Bears could actually make the playoffs at this point, which is crazy to think about. But Ooh. 
I think probably the most likely scenario. I don't, with Kyron Williams back, the Rams are definitely in. They have an opportunity to make a run, but I don't trust anyone in that division outside of San Francisco. There's too many. They've struggled with injuries too often. Yes, that does help the fact that they're a little bit more battle-tested, but their inconsistency from week to week, even when they've been healthy, is just a little bit frustrating to watch. So I'm going to say Eagles, obviously, again, get that number one wild card. After that, I'm going with the chalk, which pretty much is what it is right now. You have the Vikings and the Packers. I'm going to say you see three teams get in there. Uh, I know the Packers are playing a little (laughs) bit better right now, but I still think that we're going to see enough from the Vikings and Josh Dobbs where they're going to be able to maintain that six line over Green Bay. I know they have a big matchup coming up down the stretch. So I'm going to say Minnesota holds on, but barely. Uh, They'll hold on to the six and the Packers get the seven seed. You see three NFC North teams. Wow. See, I, I don't, I don't feel good about this NFC North. Um, I don't feel good about of, any of the NFC. <laughs> right, right. That's very true. That's very true. Um, so here's what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to say Cowboys uh, get the five for me uh, as the alternate to the Eagles because uh, I flip flopped them with you. Um, at the six, though, I am going with the Packers. Their schedule is absolute cake the rest of the way. Um, so I'm going to ride with the Packers uh, getting the six seed. And then for the seven seed, I'm going with the Rams. They're playing the, the next best out of any of these teams. I think they're going to overtake the Seahawks here and and, and handle that uh, and get in as the seven seed. So I'm going Cowboys, Packers, Rams to round out my uh, NFC here. Um, and then as far as battles go here, um, I'll go ahead and, and say uh, – Eagles end up holding on to the to the one seed. Well, let's see. No, no, no. Um, Niners get the one seed in my in my projection here because of the of them beating the Eagles in in the regular season. So that's a head to head with a, a same record. Um, so I'm going to say the 49ers get the bye week, and you've got Eagles versus Rams. Okay, and you've got uh, let's see Packers. Uh, Packers against Lions in the NFC uh, North rematch there for in the wild card. And then I've got uh, Falcons at Cowboys. So I'm going to go Cowboys win. And then. Wait, wouldn't it be with the, would that game be in Atlanta though? Because they're the division winner. Yes, it would be. Yeah. Okay. Cowboys in, in Atlanta. So, okay. Very similar to last season, where they the Cowboys had to travel, um, and and blew out uh, who was, it? blew out the the Buccaneers, wasn't it? Um, yeah. in in the early uh portion of mm-hmm. of the of the wild card there. So I'm gonna go Cowboys win. I'm gonna go Packers beat the Lions, and the Lions do not get a playoff win here. And then I'm also gonna say that, uh, let's see, the Niners or excuse me, the Eagles beat the Rams. Wow. Yeah. So this what do you got so... in your play- in your playoff rounds here? So I've got Dallas getting the first round by. I have the Niners okay. going against the Packers. I've got to go with the Niners. Green Bay's playing good ball, but I don't think that they have enough depth to match up with San Francisco. I think that I I think Jordan Love has shown enough though that he's going to be the guy moving forward for Green Bay. He's had a good last couple of games. So yes. congrats to him. He's been re- doing really well. Always been a fan of his. 
Um, Lions and Vikings. It, this would be an advantage for the Lions if they do get put up with the Vikings relative to the Packers. I think the schedules favor Minnesota to still be able to hold the edge against Green Bay. But if this is swapped, you know, it's going to be difficult because the Lions still have a bad taste in their mouths from Thanksgiving. I'm going to say the Lions take this one, but I am not feeling confident with the Lions right now, just the way they are playing. Fortunately, I think because it's not an issue with like injuries as to why they're doing bad. It's just uh, sometimes just apathetic play, careless play on the offensive side of the ball. I think they have enough time to fix that before the end of the season. Still, I think they can still get back on the upswing by the time we get to playoff time. Uh, And this is the Lions are still finding a way to stay in games, even though they're not playing good football. So for that reason, I think they can still manage one win in the playoffs and then I would have uh, the Saints going against the Eagles, and I have Philly taking that one. Nice. Okay. Okay. Good deal. So I'm going to go then um, in the divisional round here. I'm gonna. It's going to be um, Niners against Packers, and then it's going to be Cowboys and Eagles. And originally, um, I had Cowboys and Eagles being the. Um, uh, I had Cowboys and Eagles being my. NFC championship matchup, but in this scenario, because of the rankings and everything here, I'm going to say that they're, they're playing in the divisional round based on the the matchups. And I'm going to ride with the Cowboys, my, my preseason Super Bowl pick, I'm going to ride with them beating the Eagles. I just think they're the better football team right now. Um, and so I, mine's heading towards a 49ers beating the Packers 49ers Cowboys, NFC championship in San Francisco. Um, and I'm going to say the, the Niners win that one. So I'm going to go Niners in the Super Bowl on the NFC side, and I'm going to pivot off of my Cowboys pick for the Super Bowl um, and say that the Niners get back there. I just think the the 49ers are playing really good football, and I think Dallas is a little bit different team away from Jarrah World. Uh, They don't play quite the same, not in Dallas. So Niners going to the Super Bowl in the NFC for me. What you got in the divisional round and NFC championship prediction? After what's happening tonight – I don't think the Eagles, even though the Cowboys are playing better, I don't think the Eagles are a team that is bad enough to lose twice in the same spot, same circumstances. I'm going to take the Eagles over Dallas. So we kind of flopped there. So we have, we, yeah. we, you're higher on Dallas. I'm, I still like Philly, but we swapped them this time to where I have them getting the wild yeah. card, yet I have them beating Dallas and going further. So right. I was going to say, have, you, have, you have the away team, Eagles yes. winning. And I have the away team Cowboys team. winning. So Cowboys that's winning. a little different. <laughs> Very different. But I'm going to go with Dallas. Then you would have what? You'd have the Lions and Niners. And I would have to take the Niners in that matchup. And then, oh, my goodness, Niners and Eagles rematch. Yeah. Yeah. We already I'm saw gonna... how it went, man. Did the Can the Eagles even fight it? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with the Niners going to the Super Bowl as well. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, let's just say this. It's not going to be a Niners-Chiefs rematch in the Super Bowl, right? We're not putting the Chiefs in the Super Bowl (laughs) on the AFC side. We'll see. Uh, Let's jump to that AFC side, Andrew Wilbar. Let's do it um, because this is going to get really intriguing real fast. I'm going to let you open it up here. And this is the question we're all waiting for. Are you putting the Steelers in this wacky AFC? Are they going to make your playoffs? Run it down for us with the division winners first um, before we get to the wild card spot. Division winners, I'm going to go. This is rough. 
I think Bal- there's still a good chance Baltimore drops the game. So I'm going to say Miami will finish out with the one seed in the AFC. Baltimore will have the two seed. Kansas City gets the third and four is going to stick with Jacksonville. Yeah. The the division winners feel pretty chalk right now. Yes. Honestly. Um, I'm going to go Dolphins one seed as well. Ravens two seed. I'm going to say the Jaguars get the three over the Chiefs. I think oh, the wow. Chiefs okay. could drop another game here as well in the in the home stretch. I don't know, though. That's Well, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say the Chiefs get the three, Jaguars get the four, because the Jaguars still have to play Baltimore. The Chiefs yeah. have a, a fairly easy schedule to close things out. So, um, And the second-best team in the, in the West – They've already played them twice, and that's the Broncos. <laughs> so yep. no no issues now for the Chiefs um, in, in division, I don't think. So, yeah, I'm going to match you perfectly there. Dolphins one, Ravens two, Chiefs three, Jaguars four. How's your wild card, Andrew? Are the Steelers in it? I am going to go. Oh, my goodness. This is this is nasty. I'm going to look up what the Browns' remaining schedule is because I don't know off the top of my head. I've got to figure this out because obviously they they're one game up amongst the other yeah. wild card teams. But I'm not like Joe Flacco looks good. I'm not that confident in Joe no. Flacco to continue the success <laughs> moving forward. So the remaining schedule for the Ravens, they pull or the Browns, apologize. They play the Bears next week. That's actually going to be a difficult game. Hugh at Houston, the Jets, and then at Cincinnati. So you got uh, let's say let's say they go two and two in that matchup that puts them at ten and seven. I think that puts them in the playoffs. Yeah. So you got to go with Cleveland. Cleveland makes one. Then Houston's schedule isn't overly difficult. I think they can still make it. I and I think the the big question though is is Nico Collins out for a while because their offense couldn't do anything once Collins left the game at all today against the Jets. He is a huge yeah. part of that offense. So if he's if he doesn't come back, this changes. But I'm going. I'm predicated off the fact that Nico Collins is back next week, and everything yeah. is good on the injury front. Texans get in. Oh my goodness! I'm going between Buffalo and Cincinnati. Jake Browning. Have you seen Jake Browning? He's actually playing he's, some good football. Yeah. He got hurt today though with a yeah. hand injury, thumb injury. So that's something to watch for sure. It is. Yeah. I'm, I think the safer thing is to go with Buffalo because I I typically favor the teams that have the experience that have been there, that have done that. And I think this offense, if they can learn to develop some sort of consistency in the ground game, they have decent running backs. They're just, they're so inconsistent in their usage of them. They need to just run with James Cook, allow him to develop a rhythm with that offense and just run with it. But I'm going to say Buffalo gets in. So my wild cards would be Cleveland, Houston, and Buffalo. Cleveland, Houston, and Buffalo. Okay. Okay. So I am going to leave the Bills just out of the playoffs. And I hate to do that because they were my AFC Super Bowl pick. And the reason I'm leaving them out is because they still have to play the Cowboys and the Dolphins to close out the season. They've already got six losses. I'm going to say that they would lose both of those and get to nine and eight. And I don't think that's good enough for the playoffs. Um, so I, I'm not sold on them. And also the, the rest of the AFC is crazy. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to say that. Let's see here. The the Texans finish up with the five seed. Um, the Browns end up with the six seed. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to say the Steelers sit there in that seven seed and they, they make the playoffs um, because wow. they've got tiebreakers on basically everybody when, when if records are tied um, by the end of the season. And so I think the Steelers can easily win two more games this season. If they, if they get out from get out of their own way. Um, so I'm going to say that the Steelers win two more games and that that gives them tiebreakers over uh, teams like the Bills and uh, the Colts and everything, um, and that they get in that seven seed spot, which uh, is going to be very very good news for for the Ravens because <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, they would be the one to to play the Steelers. One hundred percent. I'm so so. Do you want me to go ahead with the wild card predictions of like wild card round? Yeah. Go- okay. All right, so I'm yep. I'm gonna go with. This is so fun, but so frustrating at the same time because you're trying to play scenarios in your head as to how yeah. this could work, and it's like nothing is yeah, off the is. table, especially in a year like this. I'm I'm going to say, so you have the so you so, by Miami one, that means Baltimore is playing. Your seven seed actually, it, it would be my seven seed, which would either have to be Buffalo or Houston, which. Yeah. Oh, looking at the schedules, I think Buffalo has the advantage, honestly, at this point, yeah. especially with the need, with the uncertainty with Collins. I'm going to put I, – I have Buffalo six and Houston is seven. But yeah. this is kind of where my big upset happens because the team that Baltimore faced week one is not the same Houston team that is playing right now. I think Houston – and let's not forget, Baltimore does no disrespect to their fans, anything like that. But Baltimore is not the worst place to go on the road in the playoffs. I could think of a whole lot worse places to go for a road yes. game. In January, I think this is a winnable game for Houston, despite the lack of postseason uh, experience with CJ Stroud or their coaching staff. I think that they can go into Baltimore and win this one. I'd like them. I do not trust Lamar Jackson's style play in the postseason. I think the Ravens turned over a couple times in this game and Houston pulls off the big upset of the playoffs this year, beating Baltimore. Kansas City ends up taking care of business against the bills and revenge this time it is in Kansas city. Yeah. And then you have Jacksonville going against Cleveland. Joe Flacco has postseason experience. Don't get me wrong. He has too <laughs> much of it, but yeah. I don't think that's enough. I, I D- Doug Peterson teams always play best in the postseason. I think that's going to be the same this year. I'm taking Jacksonville. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, I would I would take the Jaguars there too. So, um, so actually, I am going to take the Jaguars because I I will have that matchup as well. Um, Jaguar, no, no, no. I have Jaguars versus Texans. I'm sorry, I looked at my sheet wrong. So I've got Jaguars versus Texans. I'm still going to say the Jags win that game. The playoffs are a little too much for CJ Stroud and having never been there before. So I'm going to say that the Jaguars. Riding off of last year, they win that game. They also beat the Texans in their most recent matchup, so they have that experience of doing that. So I'm going to go Jaguars over Texans, and then I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Chiefs over Browns, and then that leaves that leaves the Steelers versus the Ravens in 
in my matchup. And Andrew, I want to do it so bad because the Steelers have the Ravens number. They just do right now. They really do. This yep. you can paint it better for the Steelers. Oh, not if at they all. somehow slide into the seven seed and they get Baltimore, they have no fear of that situation. Absolutely no fear of that, that situation. So I'm gonna do it. The Steelers win a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> The Steelers win a playoff game. They beat Baltimore, and uh, they've got to go to Miami uh, in the divisional round. That's what I'm going to say. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. It's going to be. I've got Steelers, um, Dolphins in the divisional round, and I've got Jaguars and Chiefs in uh, the other di- divisional round matchup uh, in the AFC. That is the most miraculous situation for any Steelers fan on planet Earth. If the Steelers get into that seven seed and they go and they have to go to Baltimore, and they just played them the week before, um, I, I I mean, I it doesn't matter what happened in in that game. I the Steelers have to feel comfortable with what they've done against Baltimore and how they game plan against Lamar Jackson. They just have to, yeah, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that if they get in, they win a playoff game. If they play Baltimore, <laughs> but nobody else. <laughs> agreed. So, agreed. Yeah. Okay. So now we're down to the division around Andrew divisional round um, results. And then give me your AFC champion. This is rough. I'm definitely taking Miami over Houston. Okay. Hands down. This one's tough. Cause I just mentioned a minute ago, Jacksonville team, Dom, Doug Peterson teams play better in the playoffs. Yeah. They have to go to arrowhead. Yeah, they do. In January. Place- a place they've already lost this year, too. Yes. And Trevor Lawrence, the big concern coming out, even with him coming out of college, is his reaction to adversity. I'm not saying he wasn't faced with any in college, but the times where he, when he got rattled previously, sometimes he struggled to overcome that, and that's why I'm a little bit more concerned about his ability to go on the road and be able to do it the second time. I'm not sure if he can do that. I trust Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I just have too much faith in them and their ability to get it done. They've proven it time and time again, even when their teams haven't been the greatest. And let's not forget today, they were without Isaiah Pacheco, and that was an evident – that was something evident that was missing in that offense today. They're going to have to rely on him in the postseason, just like they did last year. I'm taking Kansas City. You have Miami and Kansas City in the championship game. And again – if you're a Kansas City fan, you're enjoying that. Outside the fact that you have to go against Tyreek Hill – you're going to Miami. Who's scared about going to Miami? Yeah. In late January. Indoor stadium. Just throw <laughs> the ball around the lot. I mean, that's all it's going to be. It is. It's going to be throwing the ball around a lot. Terry Kill will probably have 200 receiving yards, regardless of whether Miami wins or loses. I'm taking Kansas City. I'm taking Kansas City. Kansas City and San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Wow. Wow. Kansas City and San Francisco rematch. That's fun. I'm going to okay so I'm going to say that the I'm going to say that the Jaguars they arrive and they beat Kansas City. And I I mean I don't like to pick against Mahomes and the Chiefs but there's just something off about this team this year and I just don't think that they're and you know they've they've never had to I don't I don't think Patrick Mahomes has ever played a road game in um, well, he wasn't this week e- either, so um, that doesn't even matter. But uh, for the point being, um, he has never played a road game in the playoffs. 
Patrick Mahomes hasn't. So if they were to make it to the AFC Championship game, they would have to go on the road. I'm going to say Jacksonville arrives, and they take care of business against uh, the Chiefs, and and Trevor Lawrence arrives here. They play better football. I like both of these defenses, but I like the Jaguars' offense a little bit better. I really do. And so I'm going to take them over the Chiefs, and then I'm going to take the, the Dolphins over the Steelers. The Steelers are lucky to be there. They had the most fortuitous path to their to this divisional round ever. And so uh, I'm going to say that the Dolphins win and that the Dolphins beat the Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. And it is Master versus Apprentice, Vader versus Luke uh, in the Super Bowl. It's Kyle Shanahan in the 49ers against Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins. That's my storyline, plot line. And that to me is an epic plot line as well you've got oh, it is. okay so i lost your audio for a second so that was my bad if i hesitated there for a second but i'm going to take i'm in in my super bowl pick i'm going chiefs I still think they can find a way to do it. I'm taking Kansas City, despite all odds. I don't like to change. You know this, Jeremy, you win the draft process. I don't like to change when I have an opinion yep. on something. So before my battery dies. Oh, no, I think his battery died. I think it did. Oh, my goodness. Andrew Wilbar's battery died. He's he taken the Chiefs over the the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I'm going to have to take the 49ers over the Dolphins. I uh, don't think the apprentice gets the better of the master here. Um I I, I just think that the Steelers handle or excuse me, not the Steelers. I think that the 49ers handle business the way out this season and and they get it done. So, 49ers over the Dolphins. Uh Andrew, I hate it that your computer died, man. We were having great dialogue here. Um so unfortunate. But hey, Steelers fix fans apologize for that little bit there at the end uh, where Andrew Wilbar's computer died. Uh, he's at college. So forgive him. Uh, <laughs> things happen there. Um, don't always get to be where you need to be for a recording. Doesn't have a studio there to work in. So, uh, but Andrew, it was fun. Appreciate um, the, the back and forth here. He's got a chiefs win in the super bowl and I've got a 49ers win in the super bowl and uh, I've got the Steelers, though, making it to the divisional round. And I don't feel good about that. And I I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But hopefully you enjoyed this and we had a good time together. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Steelers Fix. We'll talk to you next time. Go Steelers. <laughs>